name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, now and ever, and through ages of ages. Amen. So today, we're gardeners. We're gardeners. We're going to take a look at our soil, take a look at our garden, and see if there's any stones or rocks or thorns, thistles. What is in, what's in the garden? We pray and always pray that it be good soil, but we know that there's stuff in the garden that we need to always be mindful of and we'll always be tending it. It's very important to us. So I pray today that I and you hear these words um, from the Lord. You know, it's interesting that periodically through the scriptures, the Lord, when he speaks to a large crowd, will say, to some it's been given to see, but others they cannot see. They can hear and they will not understand. They see and they do not believe. They don't, it's because their heart isn't ready. It's actually a mercy from God. Because if they got it and didn't do anything with it, it would be a bad thing, right? So he, he protects them in a way. But St. Gregory Palamas, who I'll be using a little bit today, um, who was a beautiful 14th century saint who saw the divine light and understood the uncreated energies of God, two very little things and was really the founder and, and uh, developer of hesychasm, the great effort to be near to God in prayer. So St. Gregory says the reason God restricts us from understanding is because of our inaction to the word and indifference to the word. So our prayer today is don't, Lord, help me not be indifferent. Don't let them be indifferent. Help me to hear these words. So, let's take a look at the parable. The sower sows the seed. Who is the sower? You can talk, it's okay. Who's the sower? Jesus Christ. He's the sower of the seed. He sows seed. What is the seed? The word of God, the word of God. It's his word. He sows his word. So, I guess the question to us is, when does he speak to us? When does God speak to us, each of us? All the time. Wow. Like all, like, oh no, just on Tuesdays in the afternoon. All the time, he speaks to us. So it behooves us then to have the soil ready, right? To have the soil ready. You know, we even ask these, we ask of him this way in prayer. Teach me to pray. Pray you yourself in me. Teach me your commandments. Help me to do your will. See, we're kind of opening ourselves up to this, this word. Teach me your commandments. Help me to do your will. Help me to listen and be active 
in my response to you. Don't be indifferent to this. So God speaks to us. Beautiful. Thanks be to God for these things, for his mercy toward us, for his great love for us, to direct us in our life. So let's take a look at the conditions that uh, the Lord set so we can see if, in fact, there's things that we need to deal with. And the things I wrote down are the things I need to deal with, so maybe they will match yours. Hardness of heart, rocky soil, the weeds, but then the good soil. So the hardness, the hard soil. St. Gregory Palamas says that what makes the soil hard are evil thoughts and the passions. God is the giver of good and the, 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 the giver of virtues to us. And so if we're stuck, and you can, we can put ourselves here, and I, I've been there, you've been there, if we're stuck in an evil thought, an angry thought, a, a, a thought of remembrance of wrong, something that's just, we know, just sticks in us and doesn't allow God, doesn't allow our ears to hear him. That's the rocky soil. We can't even hear it. It just hits and bounces off. So it really is important for us to take a look at, is there, is there, are there evil things that we think? Passions that, in, in, that in, in envelop us so that even as God speaks, we can't even hear the utterance. Doesn't even have opportunity to give root. So for us, I think it's important, and that's one of the reasons why I really, really encourage you to come to confession. Because it helps you see these things. It helps you evaluate them. You evaluate the fact that, my goodness, I do have this thought. And I have it a lot. You know what comes when we come to confession? You know, one of the things that people that come, and we say, I say this all the time too. Oh, here I come and saying the same thing. I'm confessing the same thing, Father. Yes, you are. Yes, I do. Why is that? Because we're, there's things said in us. There's habits, bad habits said in us. But confession helps us to weed out those things, to get those things out of us. So it's very important that we deal with that aspect of things so our heart doesn't harden. Then he says the rocky soil, St. Gregory says the rocky soil is because we're faint-hearted, and hard, hardness of faint-hearted, and we have an unyielding heart. Faint-hearted. So it's that temptation to give up, to not persevere, to not fight through the desert of prayer, to not make efforts in your life to reconcile, to just give up. To just say, well, that's just the way it's going to be. That's just the way I am. So that's a soil where the, the uh, seed, the word, you hear the word, but it just goes away because it has no, no uh, root, no deep root. Faint-hearted. You know, we have to really fight against that. 
in a, the way I, I would encourage you to two things. One is to talk to people, to have a good uh, friends, uh, your priest, whatever it might be, to help you not grow faint-hearted. Because we all do that. That's all kind of what our life can become, faint-hearted. So find people to talk to. Find people to encourage you. Go to the monastery. It'll lift you, it'll lift your spirits. You'll be encouraged when you leave. An unyielding heart, holding on to your opinion, holding on to the argument, because I'm right and you're wrong. I think this is so very critical to us uh, that we, we feel the freedom to let go of an opinion that's causing a great difficulty between me and another person. We can talk through it, but I don't want to hold an opinion that's causing a great grievance. Better to back away and let, Lord, let the Lord sort that out. Let the Lord sort that out. I, I've shared this story before, but it's very important to me. It's a great lesson. A beautiful deacon, Deacon Stephen Henry is his name. He and I were kind of in an argument, uh, kind of an argument. It was a pretty serious argument. And uh, so uh, I've shared this before, but I was watering my lawn out in Isla Vista. And uh, he comes walking down the street. He lives in Ivy around the corner from us, so he's walking the street. So I had in my mind, I had the arguments ready to go because I was going to blow him out of the water. I had it. One, two, three, I win. So he comes up, and I go, hi, good deacon. <laughs> I was ready to nail him. In the back of my head, actually probably in the front of my head, I remember reading uh, the saint saying, when you come to a, a place like this in your life, you should yield to the other person. I said, what was that noise? <laughs> not, that's not right. So I, so I said to him, I said, Stephen, I want to tell you that this argument's my fault. I'm not right in this. And he said, Father, no. I'm the one that's not right. And we embraced, and it went away. An, a, a yielding heart bears good fruit. An unyielding heart causes harm. And the word of God can't reside there. So understand, it's not a bad thing to step away from an opinion that's hurting a relationship. Not, not that you step away from what's right and good in Christ. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying you know what I mean. When you're in those little places where you can step back a bit. And then the weeds. Possessions and wealth. We get possessed by our things. And I want to share with you too the very important uh, issue here of tithing. Uh, you know, we were taught, and it's been a great blessing for me, and I want to encourage you in this. If you're not doing it, just shoot, shoot for this, okay? That the first check you write when you get your check is what? The tithe. First one. It's not the last one. Ooh, if I have enough money at the end of the month, I'll give that to the church. You know what you're going to have? 
zero because you'll spend it. First check. It, and it get, it's a beautiful thing because it lifts your soul away from possessions. It lifts your soul away from wealth. It says, God bless me with this. I'm going to give 10% of this to him, to God. Not to the church, not to Father Nicholas. No, to God. This goes to God. It's a beautiful thing. It lifts the soul away from possession and wealth. So I'd encourage you to have that as a target. If you're not doing that, just make that a target. Whatever, in fact, if you can't do 10%, whatever you can do, write the check and say, Lord, help me give more next month. Help me give more. But I think the beauty of that is it lifts the soul away from possessions so that God can speak to us. So that when God starts to speak and then we go, oh, no, no, I can't give that up. Oh, I can't give that up. We can lift ourselves above that by giving first to God. And then also the participation in fleeting pleasures is what some of the weeds are. Um, you know, I was thinking about this. At the end of Lent, when you're finished with Lent, here's what I hear from almost everybody. I feel so good. My life is so ordered. I'm praying more. You know why? Because you did away with some fleeting pleasures. <laughs> and then after Lent, what do we do? Jump right back in. Right? So I encourage you to, to restrict yourself. Pull back on the pleasures. It's okay to be moderate. To pull back a bit. But think kind of in a, with a Lenten attitude about things like this. We don't have to step into these things. We can step back away from them and then pull back our pleasures a bit. So, so if we are in this place and we find these things in our garden, it's time to dig them out. To prepare the way of the Lord, to prepare our mind, our heart, to hear God. Dig them out by, through repentance. Repentance is an incredible gift given to us by God to do this. It's the great tool of the gardener to dig out the mess in the garden. Repentance. To come to God with a broken heart, a contrite heart for the things we've done and the things, the way we behave, the things we've thought, and actually have a sense of uh, sadness about them. We're ashamed of them. Before God. And you know what Father Zacharias, sister, uh, Father Sophroni, St. Silouan say about when we come with our shame to God? You know what happens? It attracts his grace. It attracts it. You want to attract God? Come to him in repentance. He comes to you. He attracts you. This attracts him. So I want to encourage you in that. So that would be another effort for us in confession. So, to describe the good soil in conclusion, once we weed all this out, what does the good soil look like? How do we, how do we identify it? One is that we act nobly. We have good Christian behavior. We have a good Christian disposition. 
We don't get intimidated by all the winds and worries of life. We're patient. We're strong in Christ. We moderate the pleasures of our life. We live a life of repentance. And thus, beloved, we will hear the word of God, and with his grace we will do it. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen.